Welcome to this podcast from Christchurch London. For more information and resources, please go to ChristchurchLondon.org. Welcome uh, today. I wonder how you'd feel about God if you were going to be in jail this Christmas. If you were awaiting trial, if there was no one to defend you, I wonder how you'd feel about God. Would you feel God was with you or for you or against you? The gods must be crazy. I wonder how you'd feel about God if you were Nazanin Zagari Radcliffe, the British-Iranian woman who's in prison, frightened, cold, powerless, alone, or her kids wondering where their mum is. Another winter looking at the same walls, looking at the writing on the wall. I wonder how you'd feel if it felt like your future and your kids' futures depended on what powerful men thousands of miles away decided to say and do with you. I wonder how you'd feel if your future and your life depended on men you'd never met, men with big names, powerful men who lived thousands of miles away to whom at best you were nothing but a number or a name on a list. Here's a question for us this morning. What, does, Chris, does this Christmas story, written 2,000 miles away, 2,000 years ago, have anything to say to little people? To people like the family and friends of Nazanin Zagari Radcliffe? To us? I think it does. See, this is a story in which we see everything, everything, prison, power, in a new light. Funny thing, light. You don't see light, you see everything else in light. You see things because of light. We've just read a letter, Harrison just read a letter, uh, that was written 2,000 years ago, written to a very powerful man in a toga called Theophilus. Sounds like Theophilus is a defence attorney in the case of a hunched little man called Paul, who is frightened and alone and powerless in prison. He's a funny man, Paul. They say he's trouble. They say he's turned the world upside down. They say he's dangerous to the powerful men in togas. But it's hard to see why, because this guy, Paul, he's got eye problems. He's got chest problems. And now he's in prison. He's frightened, he's cold, and he's alone. And he's awaiting trial. There's no one to defend him. He's... But they say he can't stop singing, and it's annoying the guards. He's a strange man, Paul, and he's got strange friends. He's got this one strange friend called Luke. See, in the days before UPS and Amazon, sounds like you, Paul's doctor, a Greek man called Luke, has travelled 2,000 miles across land and sea to visit this man, Paul, find him in prison and sit with him. Luke's come with blankets, he's come with parchments, and it sounds like he's come with a parchment, two parchments for Theophilus, the powerful man. In togas. It sounds like Paul's doctor has compiled a def- defence document to explain to Theophilus why this man is in Rome and what he's doing in jail. Because for whatever reason, maybe it's his eyes, Paul couldn't write anything for himself. And it's a long story. It's a strange story. It's one of those you'd have to be there stories. Because honestly, you'd never believe it if someone just told you. You'd think they made it up. And it begins here. It begins with a woman who... Mary, uh, called Mary, who Theophilus would never have heard of. And a baby called Jesus, whose name Theophilus would have been hearing everywhere. 
You see, the most powerful man in the world at that time couldn't sleep at night because of this name. The Emperor Nero couldn't sleep at night. He would have been on Twitter at 3 a.m. talking about this name he keeps hearing. Not cheeses, Jesus. Did you notice in the passage that Harrison read, Luke name drops the powerful men in togas. He the men 2,000 miles away from this story who think the world revolves around them, and literally it sort of did. Caesar Augustus and Quirinius, governor of, Caesar, uh, of, of Syria. Caesar Augustus is a, is a man who was the adopted son of Julius Caesar, a man who called himself the son of God. A man who's, who, just a man who made himself a god. A man whose reign, they say, brought peace, backed up with swords to all people. He brought peace with his army, a man who invaded everywhere. A man whose birthday was said to be written in the stars, which meant that you were terrified when you saw the stars, because it told you about Caesar. A man who clicks his fingers in Rome and 2,000 miles away, people in Israel, Egypt, Syria have to start revolving around him just because he wants to count how many people are in his kingdom and how many people he can tax. Not for the first time there have been refugees in Syria. People had to travel. They had to leave their homes. People like Mary, people like Joseph, they had to go. Just so you can count how many people are in his kingdom. So he sends out messengers, men in togas, men like Quirinius. Who backed up with armies, they're swinging swords, they come at night, they come with swords, they terrify people. But then you know the funniest thing happens. Funniest thing happened. Something happened that turned the world upside down. You see, a company appears, said Luke. It was an army, but it was an army of messengers. But these messengers, they came at night, but they didn't come with swords. They came singing songs. They came and they lit up the night. Jesus would later say that if his army came with swords, they would cut people's ears off and they wouldn't be able to hear the song. Did you hear the song? It's a song that Paul can't stop singing. It's a song that gives Nero nightmares. It's the song of heaven's invasion. It sounds terrifying. And it would be if heaven's invasion was anything like Caesar's invasion. But here's the thing. Here's the song. Did you hear the song? The angels sing what angels always sing. Do not be afraid. This is good news of great joy for all people. Doesn't matter if you're male or not. Doesn't matter if you're Jewish or not. Doesn't matter if you're powerful or not. Doesn't matter if you're in or out. This is good news of great joy for all people. Friends, can I say, if Christmas is not the best news you've ever heard in your life, I promise you haven't understood it. Because this is the story of a God who is nothing like Caesar. This is the story of a kingdom that is nothing like the kingdom of Caesar. You see, I sometimes wonder how God looks at the world with refugees and crises and, and tyranny and all of that. I think, how does God look at that? Well, the Christmas story says, how does God look at that? He's looking up at his mum. He's one of the flipping refugees. It's an astonishing thing. This is a story of a God who becomes one of the little people. 
a God who's looking up at his mum, powerless and unprotected. He's come to set us free. This is the story of a light dawning on people, a light in which everything looks different, a light which when the sun rises, you can suddenly see what you're doing. You suddenly see what's going on and you're not afraid of the dark anymore. And people begin to see, like Paul began to see, that there really is only one God worth talking about. You can call yourself gods, you can talk about all these gods, but there's only one that's worth the name. It's the one who comes to be with us, the one who comes to be a refugee, the one who doesn't just know you like a name on a list, but he knows, he knows what it's like. He's been there, Nazanin, and he will be there, and he will never leave you. So to remind ourselves of this amazing light, this amazing story, we're going to light Chris Dingles now. We're going to join in a tradition that goes all the way back to the 60s. Um, <laughs> 1968, in what I can only imagine is an early version of Robot Wars, uh, the Church of England and the Children's Society thought it would be appropriate to mark this occasion by giving children some flaming rolling spikes. But there is a symbolism, apparently, and it's a bit contrived, but let's go. People have got some of these oranges. And if you'd like to pick them up, we're going to do this now. The, it actually goes back to the 18th century Moravians, I discovered, uh, if you're interested. Um, so the orange is the world, the fruitful world, the incorrigibly plural world, the world with all its pips and juice and impenetrability. That's the, the world. Smells good, apart from the spikes. And, and so let's hold that and imagine God holding the world with all its incorrigible plurality in his hands. And then we take a candle and then we put it in top. This is a Blue Peter version, which I'm deconstructing now. And the candle represents this light, the light of God's love, which lights up the darkness. Imagine how beautiful it's going to be when the lights go out and there's all these little lights um, helping people see, see people more clearly, see each other's faces in a kinder light. And then we're going to take a red ribbon, which has already been done for us, um, and that represents the pain of the world, the, the, the blood, the rivers of blood that the world has known. And it's the pain of the world which God has mixed his blood with too. He's become one of the refugees. He's become one of the suffering. He's mixed his own. He's in the boat with us. That's the story. God understands everything that's hard in your life. He's been there. He had a nose like you. He had bones like you. He had hair like you. His life fell apart like our lives fall apart. In fact, there's only one way he's different to us. But you'll have to read the story. God came not as a powerful, but in the outcast, in the little people. And God loves these little people. And God's love for these little people is stronger than anything the power can do. The, the, the fruits, are, the jury's out on the fruits. Some people say it's the fruit of the world, the fruitfulness of the creation God's made. Some people say it's the fruit of the spirit, the fruitfulness of the new creation God has made. The seeds of the gospel bear fruit in people's life. When they get it, it changes everything. So that's what this is all about. And let's celebrate uh, with our little tragic, tiny little way. The, the good news of the gospel. Thanks for listening. And we're going to do this now, right?
Thank you for listening. For more information or for further podcasts and downloads, please visit ChristChurchLondon.org.